You are listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast for the people of Emmaus Road Church. My name is Ryan Chase, and I am joined today by Matt Groon, and we are recording an episode we call Hear and Obey. Uh, We do these at the beginning of the week to talk through the passage of scripture that we just preached on Sunday. And we are in Exodus, and in Exodus 20 in particular, in the Ten Commandments, where we're just going one commandment at a time through three of the ten already. So, yeah, almost a third of the way. It's getting there. Yeah. Um, third like we, commandment. We could park here for a while and just, oh yeah. And just keep going. There's a lot to say. Yeah. Um, I, I just was telling you, I, with the third commandment, I, I feel that coming off of just preaching this mm. and I think there's a ton left unsaid. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think in a different context, maybe not so much preaching a, a sermon, but teaching through this, mm. um, this just generates all kinds of ideas. There, there's a lot to say. Here. Yeah. There's a lot for us to learn. Maybe it would be a better way to put it. a lot to glean and yeah. uh, appropriate and apply in our lives from what God has to say to us in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you, you know, we, we call these episodes Hear and Obey. And, you know, we consider the Ten Commandments. It might be easy to just say, okay, I know the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And I should obey them. Um, and then you take one like this of do not take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, okay, great. I don't do that. So, yeah. I've heard. Obeying is easy. I don't, I don't swear. And we move on. I think what was so helpful about your sermon yesterday is that you unpacked it to say, no, this applies much deeper mm. than the cursory cursing, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me read it. We'll, we'll talk through it. Uh, yeah. Exodus 20, verse 7, the third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Lord, thank you for your. Word, thank you that you love us enough to speak to us so that we can know you and your ways and walk in these ways. And we pray that you'd bless us as we trust you and obey you and seek to be not just hearers, but doers of this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. I think like you said, um, and that was my thought going into it as well, that um, when we think about the Ten Commandments, it is kind of easy, like the rich young ruler that mm. Jesus encounters who comes up to him and says, what must I do? What good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you know the commandments. Do these and you'll live. Um, and I don't think Jesus is tricking him or misleading him there. Like, right. It really means like God's law lays out, this, this is the path of life and blessing. And that rich young ruler with a religious upbringing says, I've done all those since my youth. I've, I've kept them all. Um, we tend to have that kind of like it just quick run through in our minds, check the box. Okay, I don't, I don't use God's name in vain like a, right. a, a, a cuss word, so I'm okay. Um, but no, I, that's one thing. I, I come away from spending time in this short verse, one sentence, hmm. studying that, and I just think, wow, th- this touches every part of life. And, and the biggest thing for me, um, that observation, you shall not take the name of the Lord, that verb to take, uh, when, when you notice, wait, it, it's not any of the verbs for speaking, uttering, speaking, swearing an oath, whatever. While there are other verses that deal with that, and I think that is a sliver of the application, you know, that's a part of the whole. In particular, this is a, talking about bearing the name of the Lord. And that was just like a, mm. you know, light bulb moment of i i've never heard that before i had not not closely studied these things before had not come across that teaching um but 
you know, for me, I, I can't claim that as an original insight. In fact, if I was claiming it as an original insight, I would not preach it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so hey, here's true. a take. Yeah. I found that nobody else has seen before. Right. Not the place. I would not preach no. that. That's good. But um, to go through and check other commentators and realize, yeah. okay, no, this is, this is like other people have noticed this and are making this point. And linguistically, exegetically, it's, it's grounded in the text and the meaning of the word. Um, it's a game changer. It, it really Bear does. the name of the Lord. It, it takes the scope of this command and just blows it wide open. Yeah. Um, instead of this very narrow, don't swear by God's name. Um, like you said, the, the verb is not, it has nothing to do with speech, but rather this taking on. And mm. um, it, it speaks a little bit to, it, when we get there, now all the, the language of the family all of a sudden becomes at play. Yeah. Um, do not take the name of the Lord. Um, we got to remember what's happening at Sinai. Like, and you mentioned this is a wedding ceremony is this family mm-hmm. covenant mm-hmm. of we are, <laughs> we are being united. Uh, God is taking for himself a people mm. and those people will be known by his name yeah. and they will bear his name and, and they will take his name and all, mm-hmm. all of that now for better or for worse. Exactly. And now God is now to them a father yeah. and they are his son. I forget one of the, the minor prophets says, out of Egypt. I've called my, yeah firstborn there's this mm. language of family he, mm. he is taking his son out of egypt um and so now it's like well we've all had dads that and parents that have said yep. to you remember who you are yep remember you know this is this is how we act we, we don't act this way this is how we act and now that when i would i remember my mom would always say when i walked out the door she'd always say remember who you are and who you represent uh <laughs> you know it was, it was a joke for yeah. most of it but <laughs> if you take that seriously i mean it really is you're a groon and b- bigger than that, you're a Christian. You, you bear the name of God, mm. and you are called to act a certain way and have a certain disposition, a certain... Mm. It's supposed to come out in our fingertips a certain way. Yeah. Uh, it's not just this, this kind of siloed... And we've all seen that, right? We've yeah. all seen people who claim to... The, the kind of hypocrisy, if you will, right. of people who claim to be Christians. Those of us who grew up in Christian homes, who went to Christian schools all our lives, we, we, we either have been or have seen... That type of hypocrisy, where you claimed to be one thing with your uh, on on certain days of the week, yeah, and are acting a totally different way. And I think honestly, it speaks well to our church, kind of one of our projects, if you will, not project, but like our, one of our core ministry philosophies. Um, you know, one church says all of Christ for all of life. Yeah, that we we don't want just to be Christians on Sundays and Wednesdays, and you know, when right. we get together, that's when we put on our Christianese language mm-hmm. we want to be gospel fluent in all of life mm-hmm. and that comes that all of a sudden the third commandment kind of like comes into technicolor it's like yeah when dorothy opens the <laughs> opens the door and all of a sudden the world's in color yeah yeah it yeah. just is whoa you just kind of look around and think oh there's no part of my life this doesn't apply to yeah yeah when it when you realize this is about more than just cursing or swearing um this is about or, or even blasphemy or, mm. um, you know, using God's name irreverently, although that, again, part of it, mm. certainly a- appropriate to um, see that under the banner, but really it's about hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, it's about bearing God's name in a, in a nominal way, in, an, in name only, right. um, and, and then living in a way that dishonors that name. And, and so, yeah, when, when you just reflect on that and, and realize wow, everything I do I'm I'm representing because like like you said that example of a, a teenager walking out the door and parents saying hey remember 
you're a chase, you're a groom, <laughs> you're what, whatever. Um, you're not just that sometimes. Right. You are that all the time. And Th- when this you, is your name. And when you go out into the world, whether you, whatever you do, yeah. you're representing that name. You can't not be a part of the family. Yeah. So what yeah, he's yeah, saying is don't, go, do, don't live out in the world in vain. Don't right. bear our name in vain. Don't, mm-hmm. don't go out there and give us a bad reputation. Right. <laughs> in some empty. Right meaningless, worthless, deceptive right. way as though that name means nothing right. or dragging that name through the mud. I mean, we, we just have language like that to talk about, mm. um, you know, names can, a, a reputation can be good or bad. A name can be defamed, um, or made famous, made, made known. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it, it, to see that. And then for me, um, just tracing that through the storyline, realizing how pervasive that theme is God making a name for himself. Mm. God cares about the glory of his name. That, yeah. that verse in Malachi one eleven, mm. when, when God says, my name will be great among the nations uh, from the rising of the sun to the place where it's set. So from the East to the West, all across the globe, mm. my name is going to be great among all the nations. Like that's, that's the plot line of history. That's what God is doing. And he's acting in history in order to make that. So, mm. And so it, it really, um, it, it's not just a prohibition. Yeah. Make sure you avoid these certain words and phrases that are irreverent. But it's, it's actually, uh, it infuses our lives with purpose. This is what we exist for, to make the name of God famous and known everywhere we go. So j- just that thought, like in my life, my everyday attitudes, my interaction with people, um, it, is that encouraging others to Mm. trust the name of the Lord or to distrust God. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Right. If you bear his name, like we were saying earlier, you are a part of his family. Mm. Um, And so what does that look like in the new covenant sense? Mm. Um, That means you're united to Christ. That means Mm -hmm. you've been, the Ephesians two passages are true for you. You were dead in your trespasses and now, but God being rich in mercy has made us alive in Christ. Um, and that's not our own doing by grace. You've been right. saved through faith for we are his workmanship who are created to do, to walk in it, yeah. right? To walk in, to actually live that out in the world. And now we're actually able to do that. Mm. Like part of the redemptive history here of the, of the Israelites here at Sinai was the, their inability to do this. Right. The, the, um, not, it doesn't change their obligation responsibility, yep, yep. but just the reality of they needed in which we'll see as we go, as you read through the old Testament, the reality of they can't produce this amongst in their, yeah. in, in fact, the story of Israel is defaming God's name right. by seeking after and becoming like all the other nations. Mm-hmm. And so all what does the new covenant says? It means being united to Christ. It means being filled with the Holy spirit and now producing fruit fruits mm-hmm. of the spirit so mm-hmm. what does it mean to bear god's name in the world it means to enflesh the fruits of the spirit everywhere we go so like when i go to when i go get my oil changed i'm mm-hmm. expressing the fruits of the spirit when i go to the grocery store or when i you know at my get, getting into an argument with my boss at work or whatever it is mm-hmm. that the fruits of the spirit are being generated and i now bear his name mm-hmm. uh, and i belong to him yeah and it, like you were saying earlier it's it's not so much that yes Speech, oaths, those are all under the banner. Yeah, because it's a big part of life. We, exactly. We, a lot of what we do is talking, interacting with other people, communicating, right. giving our word. And like Caleb preached, it, 
it's not just the making of the metal mm. object. It starts somewhere. It's, mm-hmm. it's more of a, if you are bearing God's name and producing the fruits of the spirit, that will be reflected in your speech yeah. and in your vows and so forth. So it's more of a, it's like we always say in, in gospel logic, you start with the gospel, you start in the root, you, you start with what you're worshiping and then you see what fruit. And that's why, yeah. that's what Jesus means when he says, we'll know the tree by its fruit. Yeah. We'll know who God's people are mm. by what they do. Not that doing God's stuff makes you a part of right. the family. And that's, that's true here too. It's yep. not, oh, if you go and bear my name in the world, that's how you become my people. Yeah. Rather, the whole point of Sinai is you are. I am the Lord your God yep. who brought you out of Egypt. And so now live consistent with exactly. it, which is the, you know, don't take it in vain. In vain, exactly. Yeah. Don't be hypocritical. Exactly. Yeah, live, live consistent with that. There, there's a great illustration, and I, I ended up not using this in my sermon. Um, probably should have worked it in somewhere, but in the movie Miracle, about mm. the 1980 men's, U.S. men's hockey team <laughs> that won the gold, um, you know, spoiler alert, against Russia, there's a part there. Um, yeah, the, if you have the, not seen Miracle, I don't feel bad about the spoiler. No, either. not That's at all. That's your fault. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's been out long enough. Yes. 1980 happened a long time ago. And it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah. I see it. Um, but the, the men's hockey team is made up of all these college players from around the U.S. And when they first come in, they're mainly concerned with their own college, their mm-hmm. own last name, themselves. They haven't really gelled as a team. They go out in, in one of their early games and they just get destroyed. And Herb Brooks, the coach takes him to the rink, makes him skate, kind of an iconic scene in the movie. And there's this line he says there, the name on the front of your jersey means a lot more than the name on the back of your jersey. Mm-hmm. He's, he's getting at that point, like you bear a name, you put on this jersey, right. and it's not just you doing you stuff anymore. Yeah. You are representing something way bigger than you. And so start acting like it. Right. Figure that out and, and start relating to each other in a way consistent with mm-hmm. that. Um, which, again... It, as a as one of the ten commandments it's just so foundational like everything else is flowing out of this idea that we are at all times god's people called to act in ways consistent with who god is and what he commands us to do and to be um so it just yeah and as you're describing too it's like well where does the where's paul's language of being the members of the body we're different we're all part of the same body with different members how do we get this Unity, disunity, individual, corporate. Well, yep. it's this. It's being part of the family of God, of bearing his, his name. Yep. It, so Christ I think, is our head. I think it's really worth, though, also taking some time and diving into that. Right? So what are we taking on? Mm. We're taking on the name of the Lord. Man, that point that you, you spelled out is just so amazing. Mm. God cares about his name, mm-hmm. right? And he, he cares about its, who he is especially in the book of Exodus, yeah. which we've, we've seen going forward, is he relates to his people through a name, one of the mm-hmm. most iconic, vital pieces of the entire book, and we could be argued all of the redemptive history, yeah. is the Exodus 3 burning bush moment where he names himself mm-hmm. for the first time. And this reveals is my name. This is how I'll be known in all generations. That's right. And so we know him yeah. that way, as right. I am that I am. Um, so may, maybe it's worth unpacking a little bit that, that phrase. Oh, yeah. And there's so much more again that, yeah. <laughs> that didn't even make it into that sermon. Um, but I would encourage anybody, it's a worthwhile study to just explore the name of the Lord and how that's used throughout. I mean, there's a whole area of just, um, like when it comes to the temple, God makes these statements like, I will put my name there, which means I will be there. So his name 
is equated with God, or just the fact that in Scripture uh, you have passages that talk about praising the name of the Lord, extolling the name of the Lord, um, things that we're not doing to just like a word, we're doing to God himself. It's not like we're worshiping, when we worship the name of the Lord, we're not worshiping something other than God. Yeah, that means detached. to worship God yeah. himself. So his that's name right. is God. Yeah. That, that's, that's who, you know, we're talking about God himself. And so to bear his name means not just, again, not just a name like on a jersey, but he himself is with us. I will be your God. You will be my people. So yeah, the, the name of the Lord. And then um, Exodus 33 and 34, when Moses makes that request, show me your glory. Mm-hmm. And God says, I will proclaim my name before you. That, that connection between the glory of God that Moses wants to see and the name of God that God proclaims, mm-hmm. um, that his name is his glory. It, it just is a glorious thing then, this, yeah. this reality of his name that he has made known to us so that we can know him and be yeah. in relationship with him. Yeah, any deistic inclinations or deistic accusations that are lobbed at Christians gets done away with, with God's name. Yeah. <laughs> He's revealed himself directly mm-hmm. and emphatically to his old covenant people. And then all of a sudden in Christ, who is the logos, the word, the spoken, essentially the name, the, the yeah. visible representation of God. That, that's what's so telling. Was it John 10 when the Pharisees are trying to pin him down and get him into a corner and say, well, uh, how does the story go? He says something about Abraham and about mm. him being, um, he, he, before he, Abraham exactly, was, I am. Exactly. He says, they say, how can you have been related to Abraham when you're, you know, Abraham was yeah. a long time ago and he makes that iconic, he, that turn of phrase, that, that logic, that, that language that mm. to the English scholars, the Greek scholars, as you look at it, it's like, that doesn't, that's not how you speak. Mm. Before Abraham was, I am. Mm-hmm. And that I am ringing directly true to the Exodus 3, yeah. I am that I am. And what is it that made the Pharisees get mm. up and pick up some stones? It was that. Yeah. that. He not only spoke the name of God, he declared it as his own. Yeah. He took it upon himself that before Abraham was, I am. He's the point. He is the I am. Exactly. Yeah. And that all of a sudden, it just sets Christ up as, as who he is. As the, like you said, that now God has given him the name above every name. Yeah. That, and before him, every knee will bow and every mm-hmm. tongue confess that he is Lord. So there's this allegiance. There's all people yeah. are now being put under Christ. Yep. Um, he, Psalm 10, or Psalm 110, he, he is sitting where he sat down at the right hand of the Father where he is putting all people, all nations under his feet all of his enemies are going under his footstool and all people will flock to him yeah um because he is the lord yeah. and that that's all connected so <laughs> yeah we could do a couple sermons oh on, yeah on yeah. the third commandment that's incredible i i think uh just applicationally all, all of this really is application mm-hmm. but um reflecting on that yeah what is my greatest passion um it's easy to be about making a name for ourselves. Um, it's easy to lose track of the meaning of all of history that God is making a name for himself. Mm. Um, I think it's the third commandment then for me, is it, I just see that uh, it's very evangelistic then. The, the passion that we ought to have is for the name of Jesus to be known and trusted and revered. Mm by all nations. So it's, 
there's a missions aspect to this as well, that uh, we, we want Jesus' name to be proclaimed, which means we want the gospel to be preached. We want people to hear and call on his name. So Romans 10, how can they call on one whom they don't know? And, and how can they know him unless somebody tells them? And so um, Romans 10, you could argue that that's the positive application of the third commandment, proclaiming Jesus' name, telling of the wonders that he's done yeah. so that people who previously had not known him or heard of him would hear of him yeah. and ultimately that they would call on his name. Yeah. And, and that is for sure explicit speaking and doing and, and, and mm-hmm. declaring, the, but also that our acts are living, yeah. living in the world. Um, that's, the, that's another key category because mm-hmm. both of them are speech. Yep. How we live and what we say are both speech yep. to the watching world. And as you said, God has ordained that we, that, that um, sinners come to him by the word yeah. and by the word preached. So, you know, that, that famous saying, um, preach the word at all times and if necessary, use words. Yeah. It's always necessary to use words. Right. But also, sh- your li- conduct yeah. Yeah. should also be involved. Yep. I, I think that's, again, applicationally, uh, really convicting as a husband mm. and a father to think that how I treat my wife is always saying something about how Christ treats his bride, the church. And what I'm saying is either true or false. Right. I'm either a good or a bad picture of Christ in the church. Right. And as a father, I'm always representing to my kids how God the Father relates to us. So mm. if I'm impatient, I am lying about God the Father. I am... Blaspheming, taking his his name in vain, and giving a false representation, mischaracterization of God the Father. Um, so again, it it is it's deeply convicting. Praise God for His mercy and His mm. grace that changes us. But it's motivating then too yeah. to think at at all times I am representing, and then to the world as Christians we bear the name of Christ, and so we are representing Jesus to the world. Um, so it's no excuse. To unbelievers, if they look at Christians, and you know, oftentimes you hear that argument, uh, Christians are hypocrites, and so that's why I don't want anything to do. Well, that that's a bad argument. It doesn't because follow. Yeah. It, if you were so concerned about the truth, then you would be about the truth, right. regardless of the fact that there are hypocrites. So you can't say like, well, I would, I would trust God, except look at all these hypocrites. Well, right. then you're one of them. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't work, but it is true that um, we can misrepresent the name of Christ and. Uh, and his character to the world. Or we can be accurate depictions. This is what Jesus is like in our conduct, and in our words, in our witness, in our living, in our integrity, and in all of those things, because it matters. We are uh, bearing the image of Christ right. and uh, representing the name of Christ in the world. So it's convicting, it's challenging. Yeah. Um, praise God for his grace and the gift of his spirit to empower us That's right. in that. What a, what a, I don't think that should land on us as a burdensome kind of thing, but as an incredible privilege. Yeah. He's put his name on us. Yeah. How, how incredible is that? And not only that, he's given us the means by which we can obey. Cause yeah. we said this before, but you know, the law serves many purposes. Yeah. The 10 commandments do, you know, one is to reveal, to, to put us up next to it and say, wow. Cause you know, you say what you just described of, and I am impatient a lot mm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, rev- there's a revelation of my need yeah. for God's grace yeah. and mercy. Um, another one is to teach us. Okay, if, if I know that I do that, okay, what, what's a better way? Right. Um, and then finally, 
you know, there's this ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and by doing it, we don't, we want to be clear. We're not saying, okay, go do it. And if you aren't, you're out of God's favor. Right. You're rather, no, repent and believe. T- turn yeah. to Christ. That's why hear and obey always leads to repent and believe. Right. Um, turn away from a certain way of living and turn to Christ because he is That's able. Right. It, it, like we said, you know, these, Israelite, these Israelites are given this commandment. And then generations later, Ezekiel will say, they're going to need, I'm not just going to declare the law. I'm going to write it on their hearts mm. and I'm going to give them new hearts. I'm going to remove their heart of stone, yes. which cannot obey, give them hearts of flesh. And I will put my spirit within them mm. and I will cause them mm-hmm. to walk in my ways and obey my statutes. And that is hopeful. Yep. That, that says, okay, <laughs> uh, it's not simply, well, you, you know, Christ obeyed so you don't have to. No, Christ obeyed so that I can yeah. now obey and can actually live this way. It's a f- where the freedom, there is freedom. His, his commandments are not burdensome. That's right. So we, we rest in that. Yeah. And right before that new covenant promise, God says, I will vindicate my name, mm. which you have profaned that's right. among the nations. Yeah, that's so, right. the, so the new covenant, the gospel is God vindicating his name saying it's been misrepresented that's right but i'm going to do a new thing so that my people actually do represent my name and that is seen in christ yes he is the vindication of his name amazing incredible this is good Mm -hmm. thank you matt Mm -hmm.